Welcome to episode three of Bucking Around. My guest today, you've seen him on top of the rotunda. He's the biggest Pirates fan that I think I've ever met. His name is Chris Miller, the the legend Chris Miller, the leader of the Renegades of the Rotunda. Chris, how you doing today, man? Um, I'm, I'm shocked that, that uh, you would call me a legend, man. I, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm coming off uh, off the high of a Steelers win in the post-Canada era. It's, yes. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> it's, it's a new day, man. It's a new day. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, how many wrestling, like things are we going to throw into here probably a bunch i love it probably a bunch I, i'm going to lean heavy in the attitude era where i can there we go <laughs> <laughs> but yeah how you doing man i mean obviously we got the steelers win but how's how's life going post pirate season this is i i think this is the only time of year i get to sleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel that 162 game season gets gets pretty hairy but I can't. I can't imagine how the guys that actually play do it. Just watching these games feels like a full time, full time job. And, I know. Like, and there's you guys, you got like 35 podcasts now. That's yeah. Denardo <laughs> just keeps adding more, and I'm like, what? I'm like, you know, first it's you know we do the NS9 Idol to get some guys to help us with the post game, which was great. You know, I wasn't a part of it, but I appreciate it. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh well, then it sucked. I'm sorry. But, like, we did that so that we could calm down, you know, like, not be doing so much. Meanwhile, you got Denardo, just gears are turning. He doesn't stop, man. He's like, let's do now, this. Let's when do does that. he sleep? I don't like, think he does. He'll text me at, like, 2.30 in the morning. Me too. I'll like, be at work. It's weird for me. I'm up. Like, it's that's the schedule <laughs> that I keep. But, like, you have, like, a job, dude. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm the, so I'm the same way. I work, like, I work nights. And mm-hmm. it'll be 3.30 in the morning. I'm like a half hour away from getting out of work, just like dead tired. And he's like, hey, did you send me this? Like, did you send me what you had to send me? And I'm like, why are you awake? You, he, I was like, I, I wasn't even thinking about it. Now you got me thinking about NS9 stuff. Like, what the heck? Right. And, I wanted to relax. And then he, he's got to get up to do the 7 a.m. podcast with, uh, with Jim. Yeah. When do you sleep? What do you do? I don't know, man. He's he's an animal. Bernardo's an animal. I hate to compliment him, but it's just I'm not going to compliment him. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't mean that in a nice way. Oh <laughs> uh, well, tell us tell us more about you, man. Like everybody sees you on TV, you get the you get the spotlight up on the rotunda. You put yourself out there for everybody to see you. You just love the attention. Oh, Tell stop. us more about you. We love what we do. We love the people. We love baseball. We love making people happy. Um, it, it used to be a lot easier to get to ball games, but you know, I'm I work in hospitality, so in the post twenty twenty world, we just don't get days off. So right. I don't get to go to as many games as I'd like to. You know, I used to go to thirty five or forty games a year. Now I'm I might hit twenty five if I'm lucky, but I'm usually just Mister Sunday afternoon. Yeah. It's uh, it's tough, you know. Like I said, I work hospitality. The the, the post COVID world has not uh, not been kind to us. It's it's difficult to navigate all that, which is kind of a pain in the ass. But it is what it is, and yeah, you know, it, it still does allow me some time to get to ball games. Unfortunately, I'm usually off on travel days, so it's always yeah. nice whenever <laughs> I get to share some time off with the fellas. <laughs> 
Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> well, the good news is there's always other baseball on. And the cool thing that's is about true. working nights, I got to watch a lot of uh, a lot of like the early Mike Trout and then Otani stuff, which was very cool. I got to watch a, watch a lot of West Coast baseball. So I always have a soft spot for the Angels. And yeah. I was very happy when they fired Joe Madden. That made me very, very, very <laughs> pleased. Uh, and the athletics, which it really sucks for them. They just keep getting horrible news piled on them all the time. Sucks for the A's, right. man. Right. That, that just makes me sick. So, like, you're saying post-COVID, like, everything's tough. Like, you're, you're a bartender, so that's the hospitality part. Correct. What's the difference between post-COVID and pre-COVID? Or was it just that you loved COVID so much? Oh, I just said so like, much. Oh, it I, sucks uh, now. <laughs> oh, yeah, COVID was great. I, uh, I got I contracted chronic Lyme disease. I lost my job four times. A bunch of my friends died. <laughs> like, yeah, it was super cool. 170,000 <laughs> small businesses closed permanently. The but you got to watch got a lot of baseball. Money, so that was nice. Let's go Pens. But you got to watch a lot of baseball. That, that four mil on maybe defensemen or something. Right. <laughs> Oh, you got a beer. I wish the, I had the tide I should have got a beer for this episode. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm just used to podcasting with a beer. Also, if our friends I... at Icy Light are watching, cheers. Hey, <laughs> no, no free shouts. You got to give us a little something. <laughs> Beat that. Beat that out. Uh, no, um, you know the the world pre COVID. I mean, even think about like how weird it was uh, during the COVID year for baseball, and. Like that, that did kind of manage to bounce back. But I, I remember opening day 21, whenever they let the fans back in, uh, nobody, <laughs> it was, it was magic. How did that just happen? Magic. Yeah. <laughs> you just mention it and it comes. <laughs> that was Thank incredible. You. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen. That was my incredible girlfriend, Steph. Hi, Steph. Chris says hi. Hi. <laughs> But uh, if if anybody listening or was there, like like went to opening day in twenty one, it just nobody knew what to do. Right, it was just complete bedlam. You know, we had like all these different rules in place, but nobody had any idea how to navigate them. And you just had like a bunch of like visibly sweaty security guards walking around asking people to just like maybe do something differently because they weren't sure if it was copacetic. That's mm-hmm. kind of how restaurants still are. Uh, the industry has definitely changed. Uh, you're you're old enough to remember when people used to go out on Thursdays. Thirsty yeah. Thursday was the best. Thursdays don't exist anymore. Nobody goes drinking on Thursdays. Really? Everybody wow. everybody closes at ten. You know, in the in the I city, have noticed that in the city of Pittsburgh, if you're hungry after eight o'clock, you just die. <laughs> Your options are uh, just like to eat at a gas station or starve to death. Jeez. Well, I mean. When everybody's like, "Oh, I need, I need an MTO from Sheets," they just pop up two more wherever they can. You know? Yeah, so. I mean, uh, my <laughs> uh, in my hometown, my old elementary school is now a Sheets. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's probably an upgrade. It's the elementary school that produced me. So <laughs> yeah, it clearly wasn't that good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So that's that's the part that sucks. It doesn't suck about the baseball though. Like it's just the the job in general sucks. Right. right? Yeah. Then in uh, you know everybody <laughs> runs lean, so it's and nobody's open for lunch. So it used to be I could work a lunch yeah. shift and then hit a, a game at night. But now it's right. you know everybody opens at five, so it's a little harder to 
to get to the ballpark at seven, whenever you go to whatever you're gonna work, or six thirty as the case may be now. We have six thirty start times in Pitt. Does the whole league do that? I think there's a there's a few teams that do it. The worst is the four o'clock start on a Saturday. Yeah, I think I hate that. I hate it so much. I, I think I hate we, that. It's that's when we had our tailgate. It was, uh, like it was we had to get there at noon. We had to get there at noon in the lot, and then we're like hanging out, and it's blistering hot. Yeah, it it is like, the absolute hottest time of the day, which is always always some quick thinking. Right, it was the worst time to tailgate in the summertime. <laughs> Just ask Jim. Oh, That's a little inside no joke. way he remembers that. Nope, zero <laughs> percent chance. And I, uh, I think my favorite part about your tailgate was whenever Ryan was posting pictures. It was a bobblehead, right? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was completely destroyed. It was like destroyed. over a box of sand. <laughs> he he was he was holding that thing tight. I think he ch- choked was it that, out. Was it the and that's Bednar why it broke. Bobblehead? No, it was Cruz. It was. Oh, that's right. I got him behind me, right here. <laughs> he, he got home and sent us the picture, and it's just shattered. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw Donardo. I, I hit a game with him afterwards, but it wasn't. Must have been the same. I think he was in for the week or whatever. But yeah, he was was, I met up. With, I met up with you guys that day. Yeah. I wish we would have got Donardo to eat those hot dogs. Oh, the, the garbage glizzies. The, the garbage he glizzies. He thought about it, too. That's the weird he part. He did. That's the funny part. I'm going to have to put the that saddest in the thing I've ever seen. so people can see it. Yeah, it was at the at the 79 suite. Walking out, yeah. uh, they had just thrown away all the food. I want to know who, who got 250 hot dogs and then ate none of them. Right. It was just a garbage bag full of hot dogs. Still got a picture on there somewhere. It's deeply upsetting. Yeah, that's just terrible. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. The garbage. But you were going to make him an honorary member. You were going to make him an honorary member. Why, uh, why I don't eat on the rotunda anymore. Because he always, for whatever reason, anytime I would eat, he would I would immediately get a picture and it would be like from him. It would be zoomed in. I'd be on television eating something. <laughs> and I refuse to eat on the rotunda. I just won't do it. I, there was one. I'm sure he still got it. Uh, I was there with my girlfriend and... We got like the the helmet nachos, like the big pulled pork helmet nachos. And I said out loud, we're between innings. There's no way this will be on television. And I ate a stack of like six chips, just like jammed them in my mouth. Four seconds later, I got a picture from Donardo. <laughs> so I just, uh, I don't eat on the rotunda anymore. I won't. That's, that's like, it's, I can't do anything without him making memes. I'm the, I'm the punching bag of North Shore 9. Which is weird because they like have Jim, right? Yeah, like what's the thing is he's the one that sucks for you for you to get bullied by Donardo is bad because like we bully him, right? It's 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 a weird thing to do, (laughs) unacceptable. So tell me how the Renegades of the Rotundo started. How did that even come about? Uh, It would have been. 2000 and I think it was 13 was the first season that I I started doing it because I had all this stuff and it was near the end of one of the seasons it was either 13 or 14 and I I believe it was 13 I think last year was your 10 uh I just put a like a a stinger out on Facebook I was like hey uh does anybody want to drink a bunch of beers at a baseball game dressed like pirates 
and like 20 people showed up. It's like everybody was like, Yes, what a great idea. And like in hindsight, it definitely shook out. Like, yeah, I guess it could have been a lot worse. But uh, <laughs> over the years, it's you know, people have come and gone, people have moved away, they've gotten different jobs, uh, you know, people are traveling, you know, get married and Apparently, like, their wife doesn't want us to do that anymore. <laughs> you can't play with the pirate guys anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, to see people come and go like that. And I've made some of the some of the best friends of my entire life just doing that. And it's just people we've met on the rotunda. So it's uh, the the way it is described to me uh, is that it is it's the best bad idea I've ever had. <laughs> I love that. But no, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's just, you know, it's just about, about goofing around and hopefully it makes some people happy. You know, I never expected it to be a thing. Like you said, legend. And I, that's weird to me because it's not like I'm not. <laughs> that's that's the thing, though, is like so like I, I had the same conversation with Fort 2013, like 2011 and 2013. That was the time <laughs> time where I really got into the pirates. So anything that happened in that time period is like. You're either a legend or a folk hero. I said, Fort, you're a folk hero. Chris, you're a legend. <laughs> oh, poor man. Boy, boy it's, it's weird that you guys hit the bottom of the barrel already in episode three. Because you got like two really good guys, and now you just got somebody to fill time. I told Donardo, I was like, I'm running out of people. And he goes, I got one for you. And he he, hooked, he gave, me, gave me your number. And, and I was like, like oh, perfect. Here's some desperation. <laughs> this will give us another two weeks. <laughs> Perfect. Hopefully, you can find something that's like insightful or cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just like that—that that time period was very formative for me in my yeah, for fandom. Sure. The uh, the 2013 wild card is one of probably five games in the last ten years that I didn't wear the stuff to. Like I, that was street clothes. That was in a seat. Get there early, sit down, don't leave till the end of the game, kind of thing. But that yeah. the 2013 wild card, and I know it's it it sounds sadder to say it whenever it's out loud, but it it is truly one of the greatest moments of my entire life, like of my adult life. Like it was that atmosphere was insane. And like we we tried to replicate it with the other ones, but it's just it was all that all that it was it was 20 20 years of of pent up frustration in just one moment and i mean ultimately the moment was the quato dropping the ball which right it felt cinematic and like whenever martin hit that home run i swear to christ there were sparks in the air through the state the whole stadium was shaking <laughs> it was absolutely insane it was actually it was uh this year was the first time i heard the uh the greg brown call of it that everybody was just just crucifying him on on x uh fka twitter uh because he was using like a french accent <laughs> i had no idea that happened Man, until like, listen i don't stand for greg brown slander i love greg brown i love brownie i, I think, love brownie I think brownie's the best that we have other than um bob walk i'm a big block guy i love joe block he still hasn't grown on me it's I, I like that he's not afraid to use advanced metrics in a way that's like not super pretentious. I do appreciate it for sure. I, I like I like block and rock together. I think those two are a pretty good yin and yang. Rock's good. Yeah. Yeah. But I I, I love Brownie. I, I love Lockie. Uh, like I know Greg Brown's always gonna get 
Like people are, you're never going to please everybody. No. And everybody's, well, Greg Brown's corny. Well, so was Hawk Harrelson. He's one of the best to ever do it. Like, look at, right. uh, look at look Harry Mike Kelly. Lang. Right. It's the same thing. <laughs> I still have never gotten an answer out of Greg Brown why he was doing the pierogi bit. That was my favorite. It was hilarious. <laughs> the and pierogi I bit was say, awesome. No, I knew I did it. Somebody's got to know. I need it. Uh, whenever answer. you have a real guest on here, ask them. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe I can get Robbie on. I'll ask Robbie if I, I got his if. number. I got his oh. number. I'll hit him up. Oh, Robbie's my dude. I don't know if Robbie likes me. I love Robbie. I love Robbie. We, I watched um, watched one of the. Was it? It was the. Oh my god! Oh, it was um, Game Seven when the Diamondbacks uh, went to the World Series. Whenever they won that game, yeah. I watched that one with him. His uh, mm-hmm. his buddy's one of the equipment guys, if not the clubby uh, for the Diamondbacks. So he was the only Diamondbacks fan watching the game for whatever reason it was just a bunch of philadelphia people watching at the park a bunch of people from pittsburgh rooting for philly just felt weird to me yeah that's weird I, I didn't have a lot of skin in the game but i just don't want anything good to happen to the city of philadelphia yeah. it's just in my bones i mean honestly i wanted philly to win just because i liked the story i'm a big i'm a, I'm a big guy. story i like yeah I, bryce harper I'm a bryce harper guy sorry, like sorry everybody i i don't understand why people hate him Neither do I. I think he's just a dude that plays hard and yeah, and like he's like tailor made for Philly. All, all he does is like talk about how much he loves the fans and how much he wants to bring him a championship. Like dudes out here, like making all the right moves. You want to talk about like an identity, right? The only thing I didn't like about the Phillies, and it might be the reason why it turned me off, is that they used dancing on my own again. Yeah, after they lost, try. and it was when did the Red Sox use it? It was like. 2019 the red sox used that that was the red sox song i, I think that's that. a schwerber thing that, that makes so sense. i think it was 2019 and then philly used it and then they lost well the red sox lost with it or no uh, might have been the other red sox one either way like philly adopts that as their playoff song and then they lose and then they just run it back and lose again I'm a superstitious guy. I just think that's weird. Yeah, but it seemed it did seem like the players were trying. There was another song they were playing in the clubhouse after they would win a series. Yeah, they were trying to get that to catch on. I think, but I don't think it ever did because nobody could understand what they're saying because they they're adding know, their own once, words. Once social media gets it, it's just it's too late. Everybody was dancing on their own. Yeah, that was. I I do love when a team adopts a song like that. Like you had. Uh, Gloria the for the Rangers the did Blues. Creed. <laughs> yeah, the Rangers did Creed. My favorite though was Gloria for St. Louis Blues when they won the Stanley Cup. Why they? Because there the, was a story behind that one, and I don't. Remember. Yeah, the folk story. It's just some old guy went into a bar, and he went in to watch the game, and um, I think he was like, "Oh, they're gonna lose. Like, just play Gloria for me, and I'll I'll die happy." And he like they played Gloria. As they were like, they just they were about to win, and then they win, and then Gloria's playing in the in the bar, and he's like, it's like, oh my god, Gloria won us the game. That's why sports <laughs> are the best. Exactly. The story, like, best. yeah, the story, the stories of every like, 
I wish I really liked writing because I don't, but I would love to write. <laughs> I would love to write about sports. And I know we're blogging. We all know that. <laughs> right. That's, I leave that to my girlfriend. She's a much better writer than I am. <laughs> but I just, yeah, just the storylines of everything in sports is just like, it's so easy to get entranced in it. And Before I love everything, it. everything kind of went pear shaped for the Buckos a couple years ago. El Michonne. In the in the locker when they were all wearing different masks, just that's yeah. the funniest thing in the world. Like that's hilarious, and it's. I think I I respect the like the clubhouse song so much more because it makes old dorks mad. Yeah, like bat flips, <laughs> the pimp and walks. Like I love all of it. I love more more of that. That's all I want. You know, there was a big discourse the other day in the like under twelve league kid pimped a home run he just got get off my lawn to death like oh is this okay i don't know man that's kid seems like he's having a pretty good time yeah ask him it seems like he's having a good time <laughs> yeah the i think the most rewatched moment in in youtube baseball history is the was it the sixth inning whenever the batista uh in toronto bat flip yeah like whenever they, they scored all the runs the playoff came game. Out that inning is the most watched most rewatched inning in in youtube history for sure. Like, you know why? Because pimping a home run's cool as hell. And I think everybody should do that. And then like nobody gets mad about fireworks after a home run. Why? Because fireworks are cool as hell. Like you hit a home run, like you hit a baseball so far that we set off explosions in the sky. And that's why <laughs> baseball's the best sport. Oh uh, God forbid we hurt somebody's feelings by celebrating. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's this get off my lawn thing. Like it's, I think it has a lot to do with, with, with baseball in general, the average age of a baseball fans, like what? 55. It's too what's, high. What's the average age of an NBA fan? Probably 20, like 20, Cause one league is leaning into social media and trends and trying to make the game a little easier for everybody to watch. And the other one is baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Like we need more blackouts and 10 a.m. Apple Plus streaming starts that are. Hey, hey, hey! That's Peacock. We don't. Oh, is it Peacock's the Peacock. early one? Peacock or, or has... Apple? Apple's Friday, right? Yeah, Apple's Friday. <laughs> we had a 10 a.m. first pitch in Pittsburgh against yep. a West Coast team. Yep. For Peacock. Gotta love it. Who the hell's getting up at 7 a.m. To, to watch baseball. To watch baseball. I mean, like soccer fans do. Baseball, you just wait. <laughs> they play all day. It's great. Another reason why baseball is awesome. Exactly. They love they love playing all day, especially in the in the playoffs. Like whenever we have a, a wild card game at two p.m. on a work day. The what I remember the most is when we played St. Louis and we had like a two o'clock divisional game. Yeah, it was I didn't even get to watch it. Yeah, I feel like I didn't watch any of that series because of the time. Yeah, they, the got, they got all the early ones, and they. It was I terrible. guess they do it geographically, but uh, yeah, that was the the Charlie Morton game, right? Yeah, it was two o'clock, and then the the next one was uh, Cole, and they got mm -hmm. they got got unfortunately. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was their their best year. I think they were the best team in baseball in fifteen. We just ran into a buzzsaw. 
I think 13 13's the team for me. I think they could have ran the table. The only downside is that you make that trade for Morneau, and Morneau doesn't do anything. Yeah, I was really disappointed. I was a big Morneau guy. I mean, I still am. Me too. That was that was really disappointing. Marlon Bird was the better acquisition, which is wild. Absolutely. Also, yeah. that guy was cool as hell with his shirt just like half undone, just chains everywhere. Yeah, he was like, I don't want to wear this jersey. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Was, who who oh. wore the big pants? They got the big they, they had to tell them to wear smaller. Oh, it's um, uh, Kenny Lofton. Oh, okay. Yeah, his pants were too baggy, and he got like, the league made him change his pants. <laughs> the dude was rocking like fifties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but so let's talk more about Renegades. You have made some obviously a lot of friends through this. Sure. One of those friends is a color commentator for the A's, or he was. We don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> uh, I, as far as I know, that's not changing. Yeah, I have no clue. I just know that the team's a dumpster fire and anything could happen. Yeah, that's that's honestly true, especially because he's been – he's made his stance pretty clear on how he feels. Exactly. That's why I'm also imagine. like – Yeah. I mean, for those who don't know, Dallas Braden, <laughs> great guy. We got to meet him. What are your thoughts on Dallas? I love him. He is absolutely insane in all the right ways. Uh, I think he's the best ambassador for the game of baseball right now. I agree. He's, he gets it. He's been there. He's he started playing when he was young. He's been there. He's done that. You know, he did the he did the JUCO thing. He did the grind. He was a minor leaguer. He got more than a cup of coffee. But he'll be the first one to tell you that he was not not the best pitcher of all time. And just happened to be one of a few guys that threw a perfect game. And he's a, a part of history, which is even more attractive. You know, there's something even more romantic about that, that you don't you don't have to be Noah Syndergaard, who is right. one of the most hyped guys I've ever seen. It's never come close. I mean, Kershaw, Kershaw doesn't have one. He got it was he was on his way to one and got pulled, right? That was a perfect game yes. he got when he got lifted. Which is pretty much the only thing Kershaw hasn't done. Yeah. But he's an amazing pitcher. Well, oh, yeah. okay, he has won a World Series, but he's really bad in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, it hasn't been great. But it, it's, I mean, <laughs> neither Justin Verlander, but he's doing okay for himself. Right. You know, he's, he's got his hardware. He's, whenever he's not uh, winning World Series or defending World Series titles like, like this year, he was. Uh, well, he's a scratch golfer. He tests uh, like super cars for, and then writes about them in automobile magazines and blogs and periodicals. And he's married to a supermodel, so I guess it's okay if he's like yeah, being I think he's doing like, all right. yeah, like being just okay in the playoffs doesn't seem like that bad a trade for all those things. It's yeah. it's the one finger on the monkey's paw. <laughs> <laughs> But back to Dallas, I think I think I remember you guys did some charity stuff together, right? We've done uh, I've done a couple things with Dallas. At least we try to help as much as possible. He's always been good. He has a soft spot for Pittsburgh. I I'm not yeah, 100% out of nowhere. sure why. But probably for the same reason that I don't know why I have a soft spot for the A's. You know, like I I have it's probably still in my parents' house. Uh from a, a trip to California, whenever I was little, I still have the like plastic batting helmet 
for the Oakland A's. So oh, I've nice. always had a soft spot for them. I think it's because there's no real rivalry between those teams. It's they're a lot easier to root for than like the Dodgers or the like. I'm not going to root for the Giants. I'm not going to root for the Dodgers. You know, and if I'm going to watch a team on the West Coast, it's probably going to be the A's or the Angels. And of course, I watch more Angels games in the last couple of years because of Trout Tani. But yeah, Dallas has been Dallas is just that dude. He's he's helped us out in just about anything we've done. He said way nicer things about us than we probably deserve. And like I said, he's an unapologetic Pirates fan. And uh, right now the series is split one and one. We always bet each other uh, on on what the series is going to be. This year it was uh, jerseys, which he still hasn't told me which one he wanted. He changed his mind. He wanted a Clemente jersey, which, of course, the Pirates lost to the A's, who were the worst team in baseball statistically of all time at that point. The Pirates lost two or three. (laughs) <laughs> um, he wanted a Clemente jersey, and like I like sent him a message. I was like, "All right, like where do I send?" He was like, "I already have a Clemente jersey. Like I might well, want a Henry Davis." Okay, cool. Get you Henry Davis, and he just asked, "I think I'm just gonna get a uh, a Dallas Braden Pirates jersey made." There you go. They could do that. Send that out. To, send out to either Oakland or Stockton. I never have any idea where he's going to be. He's like the those. <laughs> Those old trains that the Soviets used to put nuclear missiles on—they just—he just moves around, so you can never—you never know exactly where he is. <laughs> I gotta wait for baseball season to start because at least I know there's one more year at the Coliseum. So, so that yeah, then you definitely know where to send it. <laughs> did, I, did I tell you? Uh, did Donardo tell you about about the? I think he was. I think yeah, it would have been the Oakland series because you guys met him. Did he tell you the terms of the bet? No. Uh I bet jerseys. I said, I want a Dallas right. Braden, Kelly Green. And it started off that if, before he agreed to jerseys, if the A's won, it was tattoos. And like, it like oh, okay, so if I win, I get a Dallas Braden jersey. And if you win, I get your face tattooed anywhere on my body you pick. <laughs> but that's that's who Dallas is. And he says for this this next season that if I go to the Coliseum, He'll have his tattoo guy come to in, like, go to the Coliseum for Game Three of the series, and it just be waiting. like at the end of the third game, the loser will get the tattoo, and the winner can watch. He's oh nuts, man! I'm telling you, this guy is insane. <laughs> oh yeah, we we got to talk to him for a short amount of time there when we met him, and I I'm the type of guy like I try to stay calm, cool, and collected when I meet like a professional athlete. I do okay sometimes. I'll admit when I met David Bednar in spring training, I was talking all right, and then I started to self shake, and I was like, "I got, I got to get out of here before he notices I'm shaking." <laughs> I did that with Joe no. Beeland. Right, it's like those people. It's like you watch them commit such great feats, and you're like, right. "How am I standing next to this person?" But anyway, we're talking to Dallas, um, shorter than I expected. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to send him this part. <laughs> but I don't know what to talk to him about. And then him and Donardo were talking because obviously they did the podcast. And then all of a sudden, I think he says something about the Mariners and their uh sky cam. And that was like, I was like, oh, I love that sky cam. Like I'm a I'm a TV nerd, like I work in the industry. I'm like, that sky cam is the best thing that's ever happened to baseball. Yeah, it's awesome. And then his eyes lit up. He was like, 
they need that in every stadium. I'm like, yeah, right. exactly right. <laughs> yeah, it's the so coolest that cam- thing. That camera angle is amazing. I think they have it now in Arizona as well. Yeah, it is. Or maybe they, they just the playoffs. Right, I'm putting like maybe they just installed it for the playoffs for TBS. They may or something, have but... Fox. Fox and ESPN always do something weird in the playoffs. And the one thing I love about ESPN broadcasts of games because I mean it, it sucked whenever you had to deal with a Rod, yeah. but they it's like they put a microphone in the baseball. Every time somebody hits a ball, it sounds like an explosion in your living room, and it's just the coolest yeah. thing in the entire world. <laughs> right. And that's just that's just on field mics, and all they're doing is just cranking them up. Like I think everybody needs yeah. to crank them up because the sound of a baseball off of a bat is really cool. I agree. I, it, I love that sound. I'm a hundred percent on that. Like people don't realize, especially people who are like learning the industry, you don't realize how important the sound of what you're shooting is. Right. Because like I did the I did it in college, you know. We had a very janky setup at a division three school that had like a thousand people that went to it. So we had no money, <laughs> but it's like our engineer who he worked, he worked for the pirates back in the day. He worked on Mr. Rogers neighborhood, did all this stuff. Oh. And he's telling us like every week, he's like, we got to focus on our, our audio. And we're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then one time he put a mic, we were doing basketball and he put it behind the, the net and we used it. And everybody's like, Oh my God, this is the best broadcast we've had all year right and he just looks at us and he's like i've been telling you this for like three years to put a microphone back there and we're like yeah, the sound sorry, of sorry we didn't it's a cool sound right sorry we didn't trust the guy that worked on mr rogers neighborhood <laughs> and worked for the pirates broadcasting team and you know we were kind of stupid not to you know yeah we really have stupid. to mr rogers how dare you nothing against mr rogers i love i love mr Good. rogers a little one right here there you go perfect <laughs> But yeah, just like the little things in a broadcast can make it just amazing. Even like the the things that don't happen on purpose, like with the Quato thing, the the camera starts shaking really hard. That place went nuts, man. It went absolutely insane. And that's just you're feeling the environment. You're feeling then, what it feels like even on screen watching and, it at home. You know, there's there's an argument now that you hear from you know writers and some broadcasters is that like home field advantage matters less because the athletes are so good into that. I say, did you go to the bank this year? Did you see the, see what Philly, it was nuts. It was absolutely insane. It got a little tired with the, the decibel. Yeah. They, they, they kept like reading all the dust. Like, "Eh, all right, that's, that's enough. But if if anybody told you they weren't nervous about going to play the Phillies at the bank, yeah, you're insane. You're absolutely insane. Right. But yeah, I mean it's it matters, and you know everybody will pile on the Pirates because it's easy to do. They're they've been a punching bag for a long time, except for those three glorious years. <laughs> <laughs> but that that energy was unmatched. Pittsburgh loves a winner. If the Pirates put a product on the field, people will go, and they will be very very loud. And they will make right. it very difficult for other teams. So speaking of the current team, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what happened last season, what you're looking forward to, what you want to happen. Let's get into it. What is the Renegade's perspective? I'm calling uh, you the Renegade until David Bednar comes on this show. Then I'll respect him as the Renegade. But you're the Renegade. I was here first, and I'm way older than him. 
Exactly. <laughs> and I think I'm probably taller than him. Boom. And I, I I've been drinking icy lay longer than him. <laughs> I love Dave. I I think he is like the the absolute right move for the like that just fell into their laps, man. That is perfect and like. What an absolute hit. Just immediately. He is the the ultimate ambassador for the city of Pittsburgh. He's the nicest dude. He's charming. He's funny. He's very, very good. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's an all-star closer (laughs) for a reason. I I do like when people pick on Bednar. Like, oh, he doesn't have it anymore. Settle down. We're winning. (laughs) Yeah, no. He'll he'll load the bases on walks and then be like, okay, I feel more comfortable now. Let's get out of here. (laughs) Then he'll just, just casually just climb a ladder and... For whatever reason, the thing that that gets me about Bednar is his like his fastball isn't it's not a killer. No. Yeah, you know, he doesn't have a wipeout pitch. He doesn't have an Uncle Charlie. He doesn't have anything like that. But he just dots that fastball at like ninety eight, and they just can't hit it. He's he's aggressive. He attacks. He knows exactly where he's throwing the ball. And he gets people out. So of course, you know, I'm excited for Bednar to be back. I think he's great. I think he's an asset to the team. I. I hesitate to say, oh, you got to trade Bednar now is you know, like his ceiling will never be higher. Well, closers. That's the trauma. They, they're not the most rare thing in the world, but they don't grow on trees. And, you know, right. like you could have like a like your Craig Kimbrels of the world who's just still still in high pressure situations for some reason. Yeah, but but arms arms for the upcoming season really worry me. You know, it's now if. Oviedo being down. It was what Tommy John, right? That's yeah, TV. that so was sad. There's there's one arm in the rotation. It's Keller. Yeah, and I think it's more of an indictment that everybody's so deflated that a guy with what was what a four four ERA is like. Well, there goes two, the I think, yeah. Like it's <laughs> we've had five years to deal with this. <laughs> I think it it might fast track Skeens, which I think is ultimately going to be good for the Pirates. Yeah. I think that guy is going to be nails. Uh, I love that he is a crazy person. I like that there are multiple guys on the Pirates who are insane in like just this endless amount of energy, like uh, Palacios and Andy oh, Rodriguez. Like they, they're jumping over the like over, over the rail to go celebrate at the end. And then you have guys that literally only care about winning baseball games and haven't smiled in their entire lives. And I think you need a balance of that. Yep. You guys <laughs> that are just happy to the point of insanity and just psychopaths that only care about like eating raw vegetables yep. and winning baseball games. Like Listen, Henry I Davis. talked about, I talked about Henry Davis. I forget where it was. What like form of media I talked to this, talked about this on, but we met him and like we had a we did an interview, but Denardo doesn't know how to use a phone to record, so it's just is that picture. the one that wasn't recorded? Yeah, that's the one thing get recorded. Okay. But <laughs> we 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 had Jim interview him and this guy <laughs> I love that it's just a picture. <laughs> picture gets there's that one, there's that one that did get recorded, and then we have the one that I did with Leo Piguero that had no audio. So that's <laughs> oh yeah 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 that was the other one I couldn't remember if it was Davis or Bednar, but Davis, like this guy is so focused, he didn't even know how to open a pack of baseball cards, right? 
He was like, I don't know. I've never done this before. He's never yeah. opened baseball cards in his entire life. No, because he's well, like, I play baseball. Why would I open cards? <laughs> he technically was not in a round of the draft because he just went before the round. He was just good. He just, <laughs> I'm over. Like, oh, oh, you're in the second round? Uh, I was not in any round because I was just the first one and then the round was after me. Like, right. Also, what is this thing? What's... <laughs> What is this pack of who's? I don't. I've Why's never my picture heard of on here. You know, like <laughs> how did you? How did you get my picture in here? Who told you? <laughs> but yeah, that dude. He was so. I wouldn't say so awkward to talk to, but he was like, it was like talking to someone who's like, my only job is to hit baseballs hard. That's all he wants to do, and I love. But I love the respect. Hell I need it. Brian, Reynolds. I need more of it. Exactly. <laughs> Charlie Morton was like that. Really? Yeah, he was. He was just like always super quiet, kept to himself and just would go out and deal. And and I, I think like, that had a lot to do with the, the Pirates kind of philosophy towards pitching because Charlie's stuff didn't change. I think he had the best stuff in the rotation, but, you know, that was the pitch to contact era. And I mean, I, I love Charlie Morton for the same reason. Like he was just super quiet, never said anything, just went out and did his job. And then would like either sit in the corner and play a guitar. Like you'd see people doing like interviews post game. They would just be Charlie Morton in the corner of a clubhouse by himself, just like strumming an electric guitar, like tuning it. <laughs> All he wanted to do was pitch and then just like tune his guitar in the clubhouse. That's so weird. And you got skeins <laughs> walking around telling people that they suck at working out and then just walking away. Like they, they're on your team. <laughs> <laughs> it, I wonder if I wonder if Charlie Morton ever met Donnie Iris. He would have no idea who he is. Yeah, but I mean, he's a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> he could show him a thing or two. <laughs> he would have no idea because he just because he doesn't care because he just cared about just cares he's like, about oh, throwing a twelve six. Like, oh, you you play guitar too? That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. I have a guitar. Okay, bye. <laughs> So do you like guitar? <laughs> oh man. But yeah, and then Andy, Andy and Palacios. I love Andy on the field, you know, hypes up Bednar whenever he's in a spot. Mm. I think that's exactly what Bednar needed to like oh, focus up and the thing that's wild to me is how much of a I don't want to say trendsetter, but how much he's like setting the tone. For the team, Andy, like Andy's kind of taking up that mantle as a very, very young man, which is very cool. So, like, people listen when he talks. Like, it's, I think what the team really needs this year is an identity. Yeah. And last season, they they got gutted with injuries. Like, I don't, anybody was. Yeah. That. Anybody. Exactly. But to watch Andy kind of take, like, more than just a game caller. Like, you can tell people listen when he talks. Mm-hmm. Which is very impressive for a guy that's that young. Which I, you know, I, I don't know the guy. It seems seems to be pretty well respected by his peers, which is awesome. But I, I think that he's the guy moving forward. I don't know what that means for Henry Davis. I don't know if we're ever going to see Henry Davis catch, which is just the weirdest damn thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, know organizationally. Like, do they that's, not trust him? I don't. I don't know because it really looks like it. And that's basically the answer that Jordan gave me on the last episode was he can catch, he can do it. It's just that he's got to show up and do it. And whether that's Henry's choice or Barrington's (laughs) choice, we don't know. That's up in the air. 
So I just hope he learns how to play right field at this point. <laughs> Oof, that has not been pretty. And he's got the arm. He does. It's, he's got a cannon. Everybody, well, just put him at first base. What do you do with that arm? You get like you're wasting an arm. You're wasting an arm. Like God, that guy has an absolute cannon. He's a guy I'm excited about. I I don't. I, I hate to say that he's a question mark. I think his. We know his ceiling is very high. I think he's much more than a question mark. It just depends on where you play him. Because I I don't think he's a right fielder. So. I, I think you gotta yeah. you gotta let him catch, or maybe he's your designated hitter because we know he can hit. Yeah, but until we know for sure if Andrew McCutcheon's on this team or not, Andrew McCutcheon's the DH. Yeah, I mean you, you can't have him play out in the field as, as much as he did until he got injured. You know, and that probably had a lot to do with it. I mean, Kutch, when did Kutch first hurt that leg? Because it's one, he's not getting any younger, and and two, he's like his injuries are old injuries. Right, you know he's he's been doing he's been at this a long time. You know when was he the when was he the MVP? Was that thirteen or fourteen? That was thirteen. Thirteen, yeah, a decade ago. What a long time yeah. as as an athlete. It's a long time. I mean, I I still look good. I still look young and virile and youthful, sprightly. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of us can say that. <laughs> I still have my long, long, luxurious head of hair that I had. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Me and Kutch yeah. both had long hair at 13. <laughs> <laughs> Kutch is still like the coolest person I've ever seen. I, yeah. I met him a number of times, you know, like working in hospitality. Right. Um, met him a number. He's just the coolest guy. He always looks awesome. Like his sense of style is there. He's just. The guy just like walks around cool. I I, I don't know how you, it looks exhausting. Right, like, right. It does. About what you're like, wearing. I wish we could have saw more of that in his first run with the Pirates, but I think it was there's more of the pressure of getting this team to where it needed to be. So he was like <laughs> focused on the game. He was he was almost like Henry Davis and Brian Reynolds. You know, he was like well, got to play the game. That swag, like um, he always had swag, but it wasn't always like outwardly. Put you know, yeah, like, I feel to, like that didn't Harrison come out until dance off before all the games. That was awesome, right? Where right, the, where the bucket of chewing gum on his head, even Clint Hurdle like that. Come on, man, right? Everybody I just feel that. like when he went to the Phillies and the Uncle Larry came out, you know, Uncle Larry came out. I think that's when everybody was like, Okay, Andrew McCutcheon's the coolest dude ever. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was at that point he became like a veteran. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because in, in Pittsburgh he was always the guy. But mm-hmm. I, I think it was more than that. It, it was more than leadership. Like he was he was the MVP. He was a league MVP. There's not a lot of them. And but whenever he went to Philly, it was like, okay, now the expectations are a little they're tempered a little bit. You know, he's an older guy. They expect a little more out of him, but in like the leadership side of things. In Pittsburgh, you just expected production. We also had older guys. Now it mm-hmm. seems exceptionally young. Right. Even the coaches are young. You know, you, you go yeah. from you go from Clint Hurdle, who's an elder statesman, like you know, he's 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 worked with you know, like Dusty Baker and, and guys like this. Mm-hmm. Um to Derek Shelton, who's he was what second second youngest in the league at the time? It was like him in council. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it was something like that. But, like, I remember 
I remember him playing. I remember whenever he was ball player. It's, you know, coaches are young. Jordan Comedina's. Comedina's real young. He came in in 2016. Yeah. He's been there a while. <laughs> That's a great interview, by the way. Jordan's a really good dude. And, man, that guy I, knows all. Also, cool as hell. Yeah. That's why I wanted to talk to him. Because I'm like, this dude's cool as hell. Yeah. I was like, I don't care. Like, I knew I had to talk about, okay, you're the catching coach. Tell me about Henry. Tell me about Andy. But I really wanted to talk about his fashion. And how cool, like he makes his own clothes, oh, just, he sells he them just online. Casually started an awesome, like, lifestyle sportswear brand just on a whim. Yeah, he was like, yeah, COVID, COVID sucks, so I made a hobby. <laughs> yeah, and his hobby was just cool as hell. But yeah, yeah I mean, he's a great follow on Instagram. If you don't like his one, his sense of fashion is just awesome. Um, like a really insightful dude, like a really good dad. Like, he's just yeah. great. The pirate, and that dude knows ball, man. If you if you talk with him like and McHenry, which is wild, you've gone from those yeah. guys just me. <laughs> Sorry about it, man. That's, that really sucks. <laughs> well, we you know we were talking, maybe you'll we're, rebound in, a, in in episode four. <laughs> there was too much, you know, structured baseball talk. I just I need to chill for just a week. Chop just it up, man. <laughs> drink an icy light with a pal, you know. Cold ones with the fellas. <laughs> But I want to ask you another question about what do you think of – I don't even know what the answer could be for this. Oh, God. What do you think of this – It was like that when I got there, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the state of Pirates fans? Like where <laughs> – are people too far off the deep end? Are people not caring enough? What – just I the think scope of two, where we're at. I think there's two different kinds. Um. I think there is the kind that I much prefer, and that's the kind at the baseball games, the people that yeah. still go. Uh, and then there's whatever the hell Pirates Twitter is, because it's just a godless place. It's like Steelers Twitter, but less racist. Yes, <laughs> that's the best way to put it. <laughs> it's uh, the sky is always falling. Everything is the end. Or, and then like I, I, Vinny Vino too, too, one of my all-time favorite people. Just he's optimistic and just gets absolutely gutted by people all the time. All the time, because <laughs> he's just he's the lone optimist, and everybody just piles on to poor bastard. Like I love Vinny; he's the man. He makes the best memes. Yep. He's an unbelievable fall, but like Pirates Twitter, man, like just change the channel. Watch something <laughs> different. Good God. If like it's going to cause this much bad, grief, get out. Watch. You don't have to. We don't need you to. Leave me alone. I bought my ticket. Leave me alone. <laughs> Stop being mean to me. <laughs> but no, like I, I think if you go to a game, that's it's a lot different. Uh, I think there is a, like a, a sense of like a very not pragmatic look at things, but there's a realistic look at things. And, and the Pirates are going to struggle the way that the team is – constructed and operated. You, know, you don't have to spend $450 million on your payroll, but you can't spend 50. Yeah. You know, it's the, the worst thing that's happened to baseball is Moneyball. You know, because it, it, it now incentivizes teams to, to be built in that way. And it's, you know, you don't always get a Barry Zito for cheap. And then you've got the, Oh, the Rays are always in the playoffs. Yeah, and whenever they have a pitcher that 
starts to show some interest, they immediately trade that person if they haven't blown their arm apart by having them throw 100 mile an hour fastballs 80 times a game. You know, it's just, it's not sustainable. I don't think the Pirates need to spend like the Mets. I don't think they need to spend like the Padres. And not because both of those teams were terrible this year. But it's, you have to open the wallet. And, you know, we're like Lance Lynn just got $11 million or $12 million a season. That's what these guys are going to cost. And the Pirates need four of them. So it's. And you don't have to go out and you don't have to give somebody $40 million a year. You don't have to get Otani. I would love to get Otani. If a, there's no way that my heart would survive getting Otani. That would be yeah. it for, for the old ticker. <laughs> Somebody's going to get him. I think it's going to, I, I'm going to be really sad if it's the Dodgers. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like it's, it's going to be the Dodgers. But I'll say that's, I think that's where the fan base, everybody comes together and set like that. Everybody thinks that like that's you got to just spend a little money. You, you have to you spend. Agree? You have to spend a little money, and and again, yeah. you don't you don't have to spend these major market dollars. You, you don't have to. It was weird a couple of years ago whenever the Cubs said that they were broke and they couldn't do that, and now they're doing that again. They're going. Yeah, they're, they're doing and, it. Oh, surprise, surprise! They're winning. You know, and it, their their rebuild took one season. They went from yeah. bad to playoff contender in one year. I wonder why. <laughs> there, there's no secret that free agency is where you go out and get your talent. And the problem is if if you run a team the way that you run the Pirates and and everything is, is predicated on drafting and player development, you can't miss. And that's that's the unfortunate part. You know, the Yankees can they can miss, the Dodgers can miss, the Cardinals can miss. The pirates can't miss because if it's all through there, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna sign a free agent, these guys have to be developed and they have to work every time, or you're gonna struggle. Right. And it you know it's, right. it, it's tough watching all, all the other teams have fun in free agency and then exactly well we might <laughs> and see then you're like by June. <laughs> yeah, you're like hey, Ben, do something. Poking <laughs> him with the hate measure. <laughs> do something. <laughs> Maybe something gets done when we're in Nashville for winter meetings. That'd be Never great. Knows. Get the exclusive, you know? But <laughs> anyway, enough about baseball. Let's talk about how you want to open your own bar. Oh, what oh, is yeah, the dream for the expensive. bar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, very expensive. Yeah. So if you'd like to invest, <laughs> yeah, just uh, just hit me up. Just mail me money. It'll be fine. I'm sure I'll, I'll put it all towards the right towards the right moves. No, man. Um, I I love the Rust Belt. I love Pittsburgh. I love this this sense of community. You know, like we Pittsburgh is a it's it's a hard town. At least it it used to be. It hasn't really changed that much. I mean, uh, now we have Google and more hospitals, but we're still blue collar and. this sense of community is, is kind of starting to disband a little bit. And it's weird to watch as, you know, places like East Liberty changes and, you know, they're trying to do with Braddock and Mount Oliver. Like these are very, like, where is the community here? Um, And I I think that's what, what this is lacking. And that's why I want to open a place where people can go and people can watch baseball 
You know, people can watch the Pirates. People can watch the Steelers. People can watch the Penguins. Community is good. Uh, hospitality is something that I'm passionate about. I've been a bartender for 19 years. That's almost as long as some of the people that I work with now have been alive. <laughs> uh, I realized that I was the grumpy old man at work. I was the the elder statesman when I said, man, I miss the red cups at Pizza Hut. Nobody and, knew what you talking about? And multiple people had no idea what I was talking about. In their lifetime, they had never been to a Pizza Hut that had the like semi-transparent red plastic cup. That's a uh, man. I, I can't keep making money for other people. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I've I've been looking at a couple different locations, so I'm trying to make it happen. And again, you know, I'm from the I'm from the lower valley, so I'm, I'm northeast of Pittsburgh, up the the mighty Allegheny. Uh, from well, not quite from my front door. I'd have to go a little ways, but I I can see the dam where they they jumped the speedboat over in uh, uh, striking distance. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two guys that went to my high school tried to do that. Oh, uh, they tried to do that, and uh, one of their dad for I, I won't use their names. <laughs> uh, so H and J <laughs> uh, drove a speedboat, or it was a fishing boat, uh, over a dam, not knowing how a dam worked. They didn't realize that the the magic of cinema makes that happen. Luckily they were going fast enough that it threw them both over what is apparently called in dam building the death zone. <laughs> uh, Cause I guess like if you go over a dam, it just kind of churns under and you'll just get stuck yeah. at the bottom. Uh, so the, the debris of the boat is probably still under there somewhere. Oh, this was God. in, I remember when striking distance came out, I was like 94, 92, <laughs> but yeah, but that's, that's my, my hometown's claim to fame. <laughs> we're wow. we're where they jumped the boat <laughs> you know it's yeah I, I was i was born above a steel mill and like, i can see now where i live i can see one every day and it's it, it's just it's what this town is it's the winters are long you know the the cold builds character and you know it, Pittsburgh's a warts and all city. Like we were never afraid to turn our backs on, on what made Pittsburgh bad so that we could celebrate what makes Pittsburgh great. And what makes Pittsburgh great is the people. And it's because yeah. of community. And, and it's, it's funny with Pittsburgh is we're all Pittsburghers, but it's, Oh, well, I'm from, I'm from, from Braddock. Well, I'm not from Braddock. Cause uh, I'm from, uh, like what's even like uh, sorry brain as we discussed like <laughs> it's like, like me me saying oh i'm from pittsburgh but i'm actually from beaver county or it's not even that but like if you are from, that's worse if you are from sharpsburg <laughs> you're not from etna and you hate that guy <laughs> yeah right. you hate him <laughs> and then he hates the guy from millvale because he's not from etna Right. But but we're all Pittsburghs and we love our town that much. But there is this fierce loyalty to where you were born. Very specifically, like Pittsburgh is a city that's built up of very small communities. Right. And and I think that's what makes Pittsburgh great. And I think we need more places to celebrate community. And like look look how we celebrated community in 2013, the wildcard game. It was nuts. There were 170,000 people in the North Shore. 170,000 people. You could have walked from one end of the Clementi Bridge to the other one and never touched the ground. You just would have walked on shoulders the whole time. 
it was nuts. That makes me so excited. Like I, you know, talking to Jordan, even talking to Fort, these guys that are around the team, they're very confident that it's coming, that we're going to get back there. I and just, I think we have gone from if to when, right? And I'm not saying for a World Series, but to to make a run at this thing now, 24 pitching pitching really hurts, man. But maybe this is the year you can. Finally, figure out what your infield's going to look like. Yeah, you know, is, is Cruz going to be that guy? And then you 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 take a flyer on some free agent arms. I I don't know. I don't know if that's the answer, but I I'd love to be proved wrong. But the the twenty four season with the way that that the rotation is is shaking up, I I don't want to go see Bailey Falter as the <laughs> as the opening day starter on whatever. Come on, Bailey's good. Bailey's weekend. all right. I don't. I. I don't want that. <laughs> Listen, if Travis and it's Williams nothing against can, the dude, he seems like if, a wonderful. If Travis dude. Williams can sell us on cheese curds, he could sell us on Bailey Falter. I mean, oh my God, the cheese curds. The man's thing. amazing. Like the cheese curds thing. What that when they were opening the new team store, there was some sort of breaking injury news that nobody could report on because they were all covering the team store. <laughs> Because it's the only time Travis Williams would come out of come out of hibernation, right? He's like, but these cheese curds, guys. <laughs> that was the, it. Was during the Instagrammable experience that oh, it was Reynolds' hand. There was a report that his yeah, hand yeah, yeah, <laughs> and nobody could cover it. I think it was like Phil Pony's like Bro, Reynolds got a broken hand. They just can't say anything because <laughs> everybody everybody's listening to the words. Instagrammable moment with a straight face because if they don't, they'll have their press credentials revoked. Oh my gosh, that's the other thing. Not to get it's not off topic, but just <laughs> these people and how they lose their credentials for saying the truth. The weirdest one was in Baltimore, yeah. Whenever, well, he didn't lose his credentials, he was removed from no, the no, he lost he, he the team was good now, yeah. He was like, oh, they, they were bad, but we're better now. It's like, and you suspended him? Right. For like a long time. He was out of the booth for like three weeks. Yeah. It was a while. And it was the owner that made that call. That was like, yeah, no. Like, I know. Buddy, back, he complimented you. <laughs> back to, to what we said about Greg Brown earlier. Brownie always gets a rap as a, as a company man. I just think he he's, does. Just, he's just optimistic. You know, he, I guess that, that's the way I read it. It does come like the way he says things. Like, don't get me wrong. It, it, it does right. sound, but I don't, I don't think he's that guy. I don't think he is a mouthpiece. I think he just believes in the team. I just want to hear him say one bad thing. <laughs> they don't oh, believe he, me. Um, no, uh, the, you remember the cell phone? Boy, he hated that. Oh, he hated the cell phone. <laughs> oh, he was, oh, <laughs> he wouldn't let Castro. Let that go. He wouldn't. We talked about it again this year. It was hilarious. Yeah, it, oh, it was a bad look. He's he's absolutely right. It was a bad look. It was terrible. It was but so, I also thought the memes hilarious. were good. I know we all use that. That is the one thing Pirates Twitter does really well is the memes. Right. We, we were good at that. I liked when everybody was using cameos. <laughs> then it became oh an arms race. Yeah, I love the <laughs> the Pat Mahomes one. That one is that one will be evergreen. I love the that one still. One. Yeah, it still gets used. <laughs> Whenever, <laughs> Whenever, Hurdle, basis. 
and I, I don't even remember who that was, and I feel bad for not knowing it now that like you know everybody steals everybody else's videos. What, who uh, got the Pat Mahomes one or the Clint Hurdle one? The Clint Hurdle one. Whenever he says yeah, out loud, like, oh, I don't want to say this. <laughs> and then just launches into your poverty franchise just lost the series to the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> oh, man. Just, oh, I don't want to say this. It's Cameo so is a wonderful invention. Uh, my friends at the bar paid Lenny Dykstra $100 to say my podcast sucked. <laughs> So they awesome. have a Lenny Dykstra cameo. Nails never fails, baby. That's let's let's talk about the podcast. You told me uh, earlier. You were like, I have a Pirates yet. podcast, but it's not about the Pittsburgh Pirates. No, it's about, it's about Pirate Pirates, about that kind. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a, a podcast we had for a number of years, and uh, it it unfortunately fizzled out over the summer you know, with uh, people getting new jobs and uh, one of my co-hosts unfortunately passing away very suddenly. So that was uh, that was something we had to deal with. So that was very unpleasant. But yeah, we did. We had a podcast. It was no North Shore Nine. We were not number two in Belgium, but we were number one in Estonia. Better than us. <laughs> I, I don't know where we ranked in baseball, but that was in the uh, history <laughs> history it was a history education comedy podcast. We were number one in Estonia. The good people of Estonia. The homeland of uh, Skype. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that that got gobbled up by Zoom. They fumbled the bag, unfortunately. <laughs> a great blow to the people of the proud, hardworking people of Estonia, who I respect very much. <laughs> so, like, that's I, I assume that's where the origin of like all the you know pirate attire came from or which came no, first like chicken and the egg which one the, came the, first the, the renegades came first by a number of years okay. but i mean if you get enough guys with beards in their 30s together a podcast just happens it's either you start a podcast or you open a brewery what are you gonna do <laughs> it's cheaper to start a podcast really, if somebody's trying to buy corporate real estate like <laughs> it's like hey i'm i'm no chemist so i can't make beer but i can plug it in a microphone and I already made beer, and it didn't work out. <laughs> and then I made a podcast, and it didn't work out. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll figure out something that I can do. Well, speaking of the podcast, I have a little quiz for you. Now, I asked you this question very late into the process of getting this interview ready. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to know what was an obscure thing you knew a lot about. You gave me some really off-the-wall things. Yeah, like weird, distasteful things. <laughs> Just boring <laughs> things, not distasteful. I don't want anybody to what think was I'm too a pervert here. I got to pull up the messages. It was like Russian what? Russian literature. Russian literature. On the shelf of Russian literature. Uh, I used to be able to recite John the Milton Raven. and Edgar Allan Poe from memory. Yeah, you could recite The Raven from memory. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think you could do that anymore, but unfortunate but you didn't really need that <laughs> but you see sir i was napping when so gently you came tapping tapping at my chamber door <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome mm. but we let we we decided on pirates it and it seemed the most appropriate yeah <laughs> so <laughs> it's not too much of a stretch i did like uh in your interview with jordan when you had the uh the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh fashion icons. 
Yeah, I had completely forgotten about the Ben Roethlisberger. Was that the? Oh, it's my favorite picture. Was it the, the Emmys or the Grammys? Two thousand six Grammys. Grammys. Yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, he had picture that backwards hat on, man, with the Jerome Bettis Notre Dame jersey. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the era when I knew Ben as a bartender. Oh, that's what awesome. a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I didn't make my own. Uh, quiz <laughs> on pirates. Oh, we're gonna test. Our I asked you about this like an hour. Ago. Blackbeard, I know that first one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> one for one. So here we go. <laughs> we're just gonna get into it. It's this it's was Bartholomew Roberts, Black Bart, Black Bart. Okay, the question for those listening <laughs> on the po- oh, podcast version. Uh, what was the pirate name for John Roberts, who captured hundreds of ships in the early 1700s? Black Bart is your answer. Yeah, Sam, Samuel Bellamy was Black Sam. See? Oh. See, you You know. I'm you not know more about this than I thought. <laughs> full of bluster. All right, question number two. What was John Rackham's pirate name? I, I know this, and I'll, I'll tell you why I can cheat. Because it was Calico Jack Rackham, and it's because that's his flag over my shoulder. Oh. So we all we all have different uh, pirate flags that we carry on the rotunda. We've all picked a pirate, and I had Jack Rackham. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> and also, excuse the ads and how glitchy this website apparently is. <laughs> um, what? Where are we? Okay. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, I don't know why people watch this or listen. How was Calico Jack finally apprehended by a pirate hunter? It's the the source of some contention. I believe it's. I believe we're going to go with he got drunk. Uh, he fell for a woman who was actually a spy, is because he had two women on his uh, uh, on his crew. But I, I think drunkenness is probably going to be the answer that they want. Yeah. There you go. Which is my favorite answer of those. So yeah, it was, it was this is the man. glitch website. How stuff walking? works. I'll tell you what doesn't work. Your website. <laughs> All right. Next question. Black Caesar operated with which other well-known pirate? And I actually know the answer. It's Blackbeard. Hell yeah. Yeah. Blackbeard was, uh, by the end of his his pirate career which is only like two years long which is wild his crew was almost entirely freed slaves and black caesar was one of them apparently he was like seven feet tall yeah it's insane like especially back then like you hear in history like people aren't tall no and this guy was was like six two and he towered over everybody right like it's insane (laughs) all right who was also known as the rhode island pirate Pretty sure it's Henry Avery. No, it was Thomas, Thomas too. Damn it. He had very he had a very successful but brief career <laughs> cut short by a cannonball to the gut. There was a there was a guy that did that uh like it was like black and white videos. He would just get shot in the gut by a cannon. Like that guy would have made a great pirate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I don't know how many questions are on here, and this website is getting... Uh, it's 70. <laughs> Have you done this one? No. 
Okay. <laughs> Next question. What was the pirate nickname for Edward Teach? It was Blackbeard. That's easy. That's too easy. Yeah. All right. It's it's really this. It's really what's happening out. here. <laughs> too many ads. They're trying we, to make too we much. We could probably call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I think I've I've demonstrated my. Uh... I think so. <laughs> I just I try to have these fun games, Chris. It was a good and... one. It was a good the the website didn't. Oh man! And I, I think well, I've flexed my my nautical piratical knowledge. We you know, get not, it. You like I'm pirates, not just some dude. dude? Okay, you know you don't just get a hat like this. You earn a hat like this. <laughs> oh man! Well, Chris, thank you for bucking around with me. This was a true bucking around where we there was no structure. I no. Who cares about where you grew up and how you learned about baseball? No, a beer we don't talk just about happened that. at one point, <laughs> right? We just magically get beer and talk well, about baseball. I'm I'm a Pirates fan, so I have to just be from Pittsburgh. Everybody knows that. I don't think anybody was unlucky enough to select the Pirates at their adult stage of life, and right. then have to so have to deal with this. It's it's shared trauma. It's like the army, right? Right. It, it, it brings us closer together. <laughs> Well, Chris, thank you again for bucking around, man. And we'll see you at PNC Park at some point this summer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm coming to see you. I'm getting tossed another icy light. Oh, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Cheers. We should have shot Cheers. you. What, next time? But, yeah, uh, Cody, time. thank you so much, man. This is great. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Cheers. Oh.